Hey, what's up, guys? And welcome to Let's Get Real with me, Brandon Ho. And uh, this is a show where everything is real. Raw testimonies, raw journeys of faith as well. Uh, but first, you know, it's very important. Let's roll the intro. Here we go. That's right. Ah, man, I just love it. That's a, that's, you bring joy to my heart. You know why? Because when someone loves the intro, right? I don't know why, we, we pour over so many intro songs and we chose this one. So I'm very glad you're smiling at it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we got a very special guest in the studio with us today. Uh, we both go a little bit of a long way back as well while we've acted side by side with each other. Yep. And uh, we, I don't know why, when I, when I first met her, I can honestly tell you guys that we sort of instantly clicked. It was a very free flow conversation and we had a lot of fun, very good chemistry as well. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I'll leave the introductions to her. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Miss Marian Tan. Say hello, say hello. Hello, hello. <laughs> uh, that's right, we got Marianne with us here today. And uh, what a pleasure and what, a, what an honour and a privilege to have you, Marianne. Thank you. First of all, I just want to say thank you so, so much for taking time off your busy schedule. I know today is also going to be very busy for you. But uh, yes, uh, a lot of things to ask you. But first of all, for the benefit of those, and I'm sure a lot of people already know you, but for the benefit of those who may not know who you are and what you do, could you give us a really b brief uh, background as to who you are? Okay. Um, hi, everyone. I'm Marian Tan, and I'm an actress as well mm -hmm. as an illustrator. So for acting, I mostly do a lot of acting on YouTube, um, on short films, as well as movies. And the most recent one I've done is together with Brendan. It's called By My Side. Go check it out. And another movie I've acted in was Ola Bola mm -hmm. as well. Um, that was about four years ago. So, yeah. And in terms of illustration, I am currently dabbling in comics. And I have an account called Think and Think. You can check out more of the comics there on IG as well as on Facebook. Very good. So, there we go, guys. Uh, Marian Tan, you, you dabble in a lot of things. Yeah. I mean, like, there's so many things you do. And that just proves how talented and how creative you actually are. Mm -hmm. But, uh, Marian, today we want to get to know you not as a YouTuber, not as an illustrator, not as a, an actress. We want to get to know you as Marian Tan, if you don't mind. Yeah. So, um, first questions first, you know. Um, we want to talk a little bit about your background first, mm -hmm. right? How was it like growing up for you? Yeah. Now, I understand after speaking to you uh, earlier and just from knowing you that you didn't grow up in a Christian family. So you grew up in a very different environment, right? And uh, maybe you could tell us a little bit about how was it like growing up for you? How was it like, uh, you know, with your parents, whether sure. they were strict or anything like that? And uh, even in school, how was it like for you? Okay. Um, so for me, I, I was raised in a family where we're all free thinkers mm -hmm. at that point. And um, so we don't subscribe to any sort of religion mm. uh, since I was young. So... I guess like I only had a rough idea or concept of heaven and hell mm. through friends, you know, and that was during primary school. Mm -hmm. And um, I had a lot of friends who were, because I went to a government school, yep. and a lot of them were mostly Muslim. And when they just had their first class, I remember it, a lot of them running over to me, and I was really young, I think standard two. Uh -huh. And then they were like, you know, uh, Marianne, you know, you need China, uh. you know, you know what's neraka? Mm. Like, I'm all like, oh, uh, what's that? He's like, oh, panas, sake. <laughs> it's very pain, it's very pain. And he said, mm, sebab you China, uh. because you're Chinese, uh. you're my friend, you know. you going there. Uh. Then I was like, uh. but why? <laughs> <laughs> but why? They said, 
tak apa it's okay it's okay hmm. you know what sugar not then uh. sugar you know sugar and sugar sounds about yeah. the same it's like oh memang best it's very good memang very, manis yeah, sugar yeah. is that what you thought yeah. <laughs> so it's like oh this sounds like a nice thing right uh-huh. he said Well, you know, kalau kalau if you join us, uh, 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 you confirm go there. You confirm go there. Wow. So I was all like, wow, okay, but how come my parents never told me about this, right? right? And then so then they left for lunch, right? Mm. And then like I had a, a teacher who came back to get his stuff to leave, and I was like, cikgu, cikgu, uh, um, sebab saya Cina, uh. Uh, saya pergi neraka. Uh. Like, yeah, is that right? <laughs> I'm going to hell. And then and then the teacher was like, he looked around, right? There's like nobody in class. And he sat on my table. He was like, "Ew." Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> he said, "Yes, unfortunately." <laughs> oh my gosh! I can see where you get your acting chops from. I think from a very young age, Mary. And oh my gosh, that teacher is watching right now. He, oh my, oh my god, this is so funny. He literally yeah. like looked down and gave like a sigh and Cheku sort Nasri. of. <laughs> And he said, "Iya." Iya. Wow. Tapi tak apa. Sebab, you know, you masih muda lagi. You know, you boleh bila-bila pun boleh join kita. What an introduction, though. I mean, like the first question you get is literally someone telling you, "Abide them being eight years old." That hey, you you you're going to hell. You're going to hell if you if you know if you don't join it. You're going to hell. But they wow. were, but they came off in a place where like they care and yep, they're really yep. concerned about you mm-hmm. and they're your friends. So mm-hmm. of course they want to like you know yeah. uh, look out for the best for you, right? So I went home and I told my mom about it and she was like she just started laughing <laughs> <laughs> and she didn't bother explaining by the way. Like, so she just laughed it off. Yeah, she just laughed it off. And then I I remember like ever since then it was planted in my head like okay mm. there's a concept of heaven and hell, mm. okay and. That everyone knows about, but I didn't know about. Mm. And then I started asking other friends who were Chinese, and then some of them were like, "Oh, you have to be born into it. You have to be born Catholic. Like, you want to join me? You can't because you need to be born right into it. Because they were young too. Think oh. about it. We're eight years old. Wow. How do we know anything? Very mature conversations to have for <laughs> eight like, years old. Like, no, no, you you got to be born." Into a Christian household, then only you can go to heaven. Right. But sorry for you now. Sorry. Because <laughs> you passed the boat, D. You yeah, you you're born eight years already. And then I was like, that's not fair. I I'm born in a family who don't believe all these things. You say my mom and dad also all going to yeah. hell, and then yeah. they were all like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like I felt like, and then like I I would reach out to mm. my. Indian friends, and yeah. they, of course, they subscribe to Hinduism, and they would like tell me like, "Oh, you know, we have gods that have like eight hands, like that's amazing." And we could like, we could, I'll, I'll bring you a book, and then they would actually bring me their 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 storybooks about their gods mm-hmm, and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and I'll read it, and it's so crazy because that's like gory stuff as right, well, like right. people dying in hell, and then like how all these gods had like ways of saving them. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, I'm so confused. Everybody has their own versions of like heaven and hell, yeah. but I. I somehow do not fit in any of it, mm-hmm. and somehow in everybody's book, I'm going to hell. <laughs> and I'm like, this is not fair. <laughs> this is this is a damned soul. <laughs> no matter where you go, no matter what you do, I'm going to hell. <laughs> this is not fair. You know, and I'm like, mom and dad, how could you do this? To us? All three religion also told us we were wrong. You know, we're all going to hell. How now? Hopeless already. This time, really, no hope in life already. Yeah, and wow. I think like, as you mature along the way, and you ask more and more friends, right? Yeah. Um, uh, I think you start to get a bigger picture. You start to feel like, okay, no, everybody has their own version of their truth, right? 
And uh, at some point, I just didn't really like let it get to me anymore. Mm-hmm. And then until I reached high school, mm-hmm. and that's when I met this friend who, she's from a, a, a Pentecostal background, mm-hmm. right? And she said like, "Hey, you know, uh, we're neighbors. Like, you know, do you want to come to church?" And I just felt like I've always wanted to, but I uh, never found a reason to do it. And because she's a neighbor, I could literally walk over to her house and she would just bring me to church. Yeah. And that's what happened at wow. the age of 15, mm-hmm. if I'm not wrong. And um, I started going and I remember on my first day at church, right? I have no concept of Christianity whatsoever. Okay. And then at the end of the first sermon, I don't remember anything about that first sermon. My friend said, hey, do you want to go for an altar call? I was like... What? Some oh, more lighter. Sure, sure. Is this part of this thing? And she's like, oh yeah, just come. Then I just went to the front, right? And I'm all like, oh, why am I going to the front? And then like, at the same time, like, you know, uh, but he did mention, the pastor did mention like, mm. oh, okay, if you want to give your life to Christ, um, you know, you want to be a Christian, like this is like, you know, you just say this prayer along mm. with us. So I mm. felt like, okay, this is not too bad. It's mm. not so scary. So we prayed and, you know, all was good mm. until... Right, uh, they continued the prayer, uh-huh. and then people started falling left and right. right? Oh, okay. And then they started putting cloth over them, and I started shaking my friend like, "People are dying! <laughs> people are dying! What's going on?" And my friend, she was like, oh, and singing and praying, and I remember feeling like, <sighs> and she's like, "Don't worry, they're just slain. They're just slain." That's all she said. And I understood slain as <laughs> they died. They died like out of the blue. And I was so scared. I was like, oh, oh, like, <laughs> wait. That did not come out. That's not the right. Yeah. No. And I was like, oh, they were so touched that they're like this now. I'm like, they're so touched that they died. Like, <laughs> Please help me. Like, let me get back to my seat. I'm scared. That was my first time in church. Okay. But the mom was there, okay? So, <laughs> the thing was, my friend's mom was there and she cleared things up over lunch. She explained to me what was happening. Yeah, and yeah. It was, she just said like, you know what, just ignore all that. Like, don't right. let that like scare you. Like, not, nobody died, okay? Look, right. they, they got up, they got yeah. up. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You got uh, resurrected, yeah, la, so they were, they uh, resuscitated, you know, okay. Yeah. And I was all mm. like, ah, okay, okay, <laughs> all right. So, they died for a while and then they, they come back. Right. Uh, all good, all good. Uh, and on top of that, like this church, they all spoke in tongues. So yeah. Like when I got back Culture to my shop. seat, uh, like the guy behind me uh, was like, ba 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 I got so spooked. I was like, <sighs> people are dying and there's this guy ba <laughs> behind me. <laughs> Help me. Like, I was so bombarded, oh, okay? I had such a culture shock. But, like, but okay, like, honestly... No, but I can understand, though. Like, at that if, time, it's it actually really, is, really scary. It is. If you are a new Christian, you're yeah. young, and you step into church, that is overwhelming. Right, I tell yeah. you, it's overwhelming. I... I, I <laughs> I've experienced something like that because I came from a charismatic background so (laughs) also Pentecostal and no joke you know like this Canadian uh, preacher came down right and she's apparently a very big deal right so she came down and then the same thing happened you know I was a little bit sick you know so they asked for healing my altar call my my mother know I'm sick right my go now I was like huh what's going on go law go law about 9 years old one by one, people start falling, you know. <laughs> hey, not falling, some shaking, you know. Some crying and shaking, some laughing, you know. Joker for a nine-year-old boy, yeah. 
and you see the you see it coming, but <laughs> you know you cannot go anywhere. <laughs> there is no escape. And you know one by one is falling and it's like, what should I do? Should I and then I remember it's like she the, the pastor prayed over me, like literally the lady, you know? Power of God! Oh gosh. And I didn't fall, you know. I was like, oh GG Liao, GG Liao, what do I do now? Oh finish Liao. And then she, and then she she I think she was shocked that I didn't fall. So she actually literally like physically touched my forehead. Yeah. And then she pushed me, you know. It's <laughs> like power of God. Then you no choice already, law that one. Bo, no choice, bo pian already, law. So when she pushed, right, wow, straight away, I just for the sake of it, I don't want to embarrass her also, right? Yeah. Just fall, la, just fall. <laughs> la. And then I remember I was lying down, right? I was like looking to my left, looking to my right. When is the, <laughs> the right respectable? Yeah, yeah. When is the right and the respectable amount of time that you can start getting up now and say that oh, I've received the touch of God and received oh the God. touch of the Holy Spirit? So I totally, one hundred percent. I laugh so much because I know how it feels and it and the way you say it, like I don't think people go ba ba. But there was serious. I swear that's what he said. And I was wow. Like, <laughs> so but anyways but uh. so luckily my friend's mom um she was there and right. she made sure that you know she like kind of like baby stepped me into the whole thing she tried to explain what was happening she right. said like look tune out all those things uh-huh. like if you're so like those gets very technical mm. and i have to like you don't want to get there yet so yeah. right now just focus on how you feel and and whether or not you have peace right Mm-mm-mm. uh being a part of this so for me, like I've always wanted to be uh, a part of a religion at yeah. that point, and I felt like Christianity is always something I was exposed to, like be it through friends, uh, be it through like uh, uh, media at that time. TV played a huge role. Yeah. So you feel at a time like you're like, okay, so Christianity is a thing that not only I can understand like verbally, like I can hear it, I can understand it, but also at the same time, like I felt like okay, if there was ever, uh religion that I would like to subscribe to, maybe Christianity would be my thing. Mm -hmm. So again, you're going in with like a very fantasized version of what you think this is going to be, right? You're young, you don't know what you're doing. Mm. All you know is you just start to hear the jargons being thrown around, you start reading the Bible, but you're just like studying it for the sake of studying it. You don't really understand the actual relationship that you're having Mm -hmm. with God Mm -hmm. at that point in time. So that went on for... um, uh, maybe like two, three years. And yeah. I also had a boyfriend at that time mm-hmm. that was also a very strong Christian mm. at that point in time. Mm. He's the kind that would like bring you straight up to like first, second pew, that kind. And mm. I'm, I'm always very shy and mm. I don't like being pressured to go there, but I had to all mm. the time. And unfortunately, uh, things went really bad mm-hmm. with this person. Yeah. And I felt like uh, God... Or Christianity was used as a way to to control uh, this relationship mm. in a way. Like I knew things weren't right. I wanted to leave, but somehow like there was a way of this relationship sticking around because like God says that it should be this way. Right. Yeah. So again, right, I'm young. I don't know what I'm doing, yeah. and I just felt like, okay, how come God only speaks to you? Mm. <laughs> what about well, me? What about me? <laughs> like, you know, that didn't occur to me. Like, right. I just felt like. Well, I guess if God says it this way and like, you know, you know it better, I guess it should be that way, mm-hmm. right? So it's always been like that. And after I grew up a little bit more, I realized like, no, you know, that shouldn't have been the way. And if mm. anything, it made me really bitter mm-hmm. towards Christianity yeah. in general. And the thing about my church at that time, I felt like um, 
at first, initially, when I started joining the church, I started bringing all my siblings mm. also, by the way. So all of them started coming with me. So I have four younger siblings who also, you know, gave their life to God. Mm. And again, I think they were in the same position as me in terms of like, all right, they want to be a part of this. But again, they're just acquiring knowledge mm. about God, but they might not necessarily know Him deeply at that time, right? Mm. So... As uh, they watch me journey, I think they are also following quite closely. And Sorry, are you the eldest? I'm the eldest okay. in the family, yeah. So, and my parents at that time, they were open to it, thank goodness. Okay, mm. like, they're they are open to it. They say, like, everything's good uh, as long as you don't become too extreme, right. right? You don't do any extreme nonsense, like, you know, don't force your thing on anyone, mm. like, you know. So, so I'm like, okay, you know, so far we're all good, right? And, um, yeah, when things didn't really work out with me and my first... Uh, ex, uh, yeah, it kind of like went downhill for me uh, in terms of my relationship with God as well as like with all religion altogether. I, right. I started becoming really, uh, what's the word? Um, atheistic. Mm. Yeah, actually at one point I became quite atheistic okay. and I even s- subscribed to mm. the idea that Christianity are for people who, mm. I don't know, uh, who are like sheep, like who just want to like believe in something yeah. and and they might not necessarily think for themselves and 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 you know like like there's a way of putting it down like mm. the whole thing and you're just putting it in a box that you can just shove away right so that's what i feel atheism is also in a way and um at some point um that was during my college days so i think Oh my goodness, I think I was backslidden for like five years straight and I was really anti-Christianity mm, mm, mm. until uh, I started working for my dad. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when a, a lot of things, like I just felt like the timing of it, the situation, like God is in the midst of mm. that situation in my mm. life. Um, mm. It started with a friend who recommended me to watch uh, several uh, videos about from Reverend Zacharias, uh, Rob Bell, uh, a few of these like you know uh, apologists who actually talks about God in a way that is intellectual, yep. and not just like from a spiritual aspect. Like yeah, you know you already know God, so this is what God is, you know. But this is more of like people who maybe have backslidden or totally do not understand the concept of God at all. So like they actually put it in a way that you feel like you could respect it again. And I felt like, okay, you know, it. first of all, it diminished my idea of whatever I thought it was, right? Mm. Like my anger towards Christianity. It, mm. Like it made me realize that my anger was very misplaced. Mm. And also that it was so embarrassing for me to even look down mm. at everyone who is part of Christianity in the first place. Like it made me feel like, oh, wow, you know, there are much more intellectual people in this than more than I thought, you know, and, and there was some level of respect gained again. Mm. And during that time also, um, I was working with my dad very closely and my dad at the time, um, in my household, he's, he's a very tough guy and um, he can be quite rough mm. uh, with the way he talks mm. and we worked very closely at that point in time and I remember going into a very bad place because of that, because it's a non-stop family business thing mm. and you do not get a break. You don't have like an actual father and daughter relationship anymore at that point. Um, my sense of self was also eroding quite badly. Um, I basically kind of like stopped doing the whole YouTube thing. I basically just kind of like went into a very bad, bad place. Like I was depressed actually. Mm. And I only realized that when 
like when I'm driving to work every day <clears throat> during that period of time, I would just cry out of nowhere. Like I would just be driving and I didn't realize my face is wet. And then I realized like, oh, I've been just crying and I didn't even realize it. Yeah, that's when I realized like, okay, things are not normal anymore. And I isolated myself from so many people. I like basically cut myself out from so many friendships and even my own family members. I got so bitter towards them and I didn't realize all these things, you know. Um, so... At that point, uh, I had a friend who, who just brought me to Kingdom City, uh, to church. And when I went, I remember on the first day, uh, like, not so much anything happened, right? I was just like, oh, that's great, mm, you know. But somehow, like, uh, after that first time going there, I decided to go on my own again the second time. Because nobody recognized me there. Like, I didn't know anybody there. So I just felt very like, all right, this room is just me and God, right? Like... So I'm just here to be open and hear what the pastor has to say. And when I went on my own, I remember at that point, right, I remember thinking about contemplating suicide. It was a lot of really messed up things that I was going through. Mm. And um, I remember the pastor preaching like, um, who is your father? Like, and that, just hear the title, just hear the title. Like, who is your father? And that spoke to my season at that time. And um, I remember feeling like, you know, being an atheist is one thing, you know, it's all about like self-accomplishment. Mm. It's all about like, you know, you don't rely on someone else to be a good person. You know what I mean? And, and it's all about like, uh, as long as you do good, you'll be fine. But you didn't realize how your logic is also kind of flawed. Mm. Like, if you, if you fail, you fail by your own accord as well. Yeah. That's it. That's all you got. Yeah. You failed yourself. You know, and that's a harder fall, you know, for me. That was a really, really hard fall. And I felt like I was at the bottom of a well and I just mm. felt like God at that point, right, when I went to church and the pastor preached that, that was the time in my life I felt like I was lifted again. And I suddenly understood the concept of Christianity, the concept of God. Like, it became so real to mm. me. Like, yeah, yeah, it just... Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. I think God's timing was also very perfect. Yeah. It was, yeah. Uh, I remember going out for the altar call. Like I felt different. It wasn't like the first time. Like, oh, what? Somebody died. <laughs> you know? No. It was very focused. It was very intentional. You know the relationship you're getting into. It was surreal. Like, yeah. Yeah. When they say like the heavens are applauding you right now yep. for being a part of this. I could really feel that. Yeah. Like when you're walking up to the altar and yeah. making that decision and like I felt like I really gave my life at mm. that point yeah wow yeah that's crazy I'm so touched to hear this Marianne yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm very 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 touched very inspired to hear something like this that you receive the touch of the Lord as well mm. and that's how you know that yeah, you are that one was very like that <laughs> was very real to me and that kind of like changed my perspective uh, in terms of the relationship you have with God. Mm. It's like deeper. It's so much more deeper. And knowledge is one thing, but wisdom is when you apply the knowledge, right, mm -hmm. into the things that happens in your life. And I felt at that point in time, like that's when that switch happened. Yep. You know, it has turned into something very real to mm. me. Yeah. And yeah. And how has it been since then? Um, I felt like this, like, I know the idea is that, oh, once you get to know God, somehow like things will just shift naturally. No, it doesn't. Like, things suddenly doesn't go really well with my dad, right? It doesn't yeah. mean that suddenly, like, my love for my dad suddenly becomes, like, so deep and so, like, sudden, yeah. you know, in terms of the flip, 
nothing happens overnight. Yep. But it's already been um, 2012, 2020, like uh, eight years. Eight years, yeah. Yeah, it's already been eight years. And my relationship with everyone took about eight years, I guess, to <laughs> really get to where it is now. Right. Like, and even my sisters, they saw like the huge changes that came along the way. It was not easy. It was like, I really had a lot of hatred. I had a lot of bitterness and resentfulness towards my family. Like, because I felt I was forced into something I didn't want to do. And I felt like being a part of church at that time and that support group and that group of friends that I made initially in church, they really helped me like get back on track as a person, as to myself and getting myself whole again. And then, yeah, I mean, that's, when I also met Jared, like later on, um, I felt like I was in the process of healing and that's when I met Jared and I felt like, you know what, I was so unworthy of this guy. I was just like, you know, I'm so such a broken person. I just felt like, no, like, you're, you're not good for me. Like, I think you, we better not get there. Like, you know, but in actuality, like <laughs> what's crazy was that like, I actually invited him to church as well. I said like, Jared, would you like to come to Kingdom City as well? Like, come. You know, and that time we were just friends. Yeah. And he started going on his own without me knowing. And we would be in the same service. I didn't even know he was there. Like, he would go on his own. Wow. So, like, I never knew that. And then <laughs> after that, suddenly when he texted, like, hey, you know, I'm in church. Then I realized, like, how long have you been coming? Like, I've been here for some time. <laughs> you and sure he, he didn't stand at the corner with binoculars no, no, just no, looking no, for no, you? No, no, like, no, no, <laughs> no, no. Like, he felt like when he first came to church... He's also someone like me who mm -hmm. also like was introdu introduced to Christianity in a very superficial way at one point. Mm -hmm. But then eventually, he found his way back again. And mm -hmm. then I didn't know like my introduction was something that was crucial for him personally as mm -hmm. well. So he has his own journey as well. And mm -hmm. the crazy part was we were meeting each other at a time where we were both like, you know, uh, yeah. back on track with God as well. Yeah. So the timing of it all was another thing. Mm -hmm. And... And a lot of our friends also, like, there was affirmation. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I feel like a sign of a really good relationship is when things don't just happen in a vacuum. Mm. Like, there are people around you that can speak into it, yeah. right? That yeah. can actually affirm, like, whether or not this is a good thing, yeah. you know? And, of course, like, we went for premarital counselling. That yeah. made it even more consolidated, like, mm. in terms of our relationship. Oh, you went through PMC, lah? Oh, la. definitely. Oh. <laughs> I highly recommend it. Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know how many times I've <laughs> recommended PMC. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and ever since then, like, you know, um, I felt that our relationship with God just mm. got even more stronger mm. as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, obviously, you know, you spoke about meeting Jared as well. And, you know, and a lot of people think like, oh, after an encounter with God like that, everything is rosy. Everything is going to be a no. massive high. And uh, you, even before I finished my sentence, you said no. You know, you, you, you knew that things don't happen overnight, number one. And then number two is that uh, even though Christ is in your life, doesn't mean that the storm just disappear, right? No. Yeah, <laughs> and you mentioned not. Jared as well. So I want, now this is this is also a very uh, for me. I think it's a very inspiring uh, thing as well. And it came as quite a shock to me when I heard it. Yeah. Uh, but Jared was stricken with cancer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, this happened about maybe about two years ago, if I'm not mistaken. Three, mm. two, three years ago. Uh. 2020, 2018? Two, two years ago. I About think. two years ago, yeah. right? Yeah. So by this time, uh, you both are married already, yeah. you know, and uh, husband and wife. Now, uh, take us back to when you first found out. How and when did you first find out that Jared, has, uh, your husband, has cancer? Uh, okay. So um, when 
Okay, so the thing about Jared was uh, he noticed his boxes weren't fitting right mm. at that point. Uh, and I was like, I didn't, I dismissed it. I didn't yeah. really think anything of it. Uh, just so you know, uh, he had testicular cancer. Yep. So we're about to go into a subject area. <laughs> you might not expect. Okay, yeah. so so he had testicular cancer, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so he started with like the whole boxer thing. Like it's just not fitting right. Mm. He complained it at the beginning of the month. Then he said the same thing at the end of the month again. Then when he said it the second time, I don't know why. I suddenly felt like, okay, the fact that I remember this before, like that means to say like this thing is not resolved and something's not right. And he decided to just make a simple, quick phone call to his doctor friend. Mm. And that's when things got really escalated very quickly. Like, that's when the doctor friend rushed him to come and see him immediately. Mm. And then to just verify that it could be the big C. Right. That's what he said at yeah. his house. And I was just like, uh, what do you mean by the big C? And then, like, he said, oh, cancer. And I was like, wait, we just came over to your house. Like, wha- what do you mean? Like, mm-hmm. how serious is this? And he's like, uh... I, I cannot say, like, mm. confirm it without the scans and everything, but I can tell you the likelihood is really high. But right now, let's get you to a doctor. Let's get it sorted. So all this time, right, I'm just still in denial. I'm just like, okay, no, no, no. Can't be. Not, not, can't, not yeah. until, like, we go mm. to the doctors. Let's just go see. Let's just go see the doctors. But you're already feeling cold inside. You're like, yeah. and you start praying. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Because like things are so beyond your control now that you you just like all right no God like God you wouldn't do this like 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 why why would you do that like you know in your mind you're just trying to reason with reason yourself and yeah. try to gain control of the situation, um and then when we went to the doctor and unfortunately he really confirmed it on the day itself with the scans and everything and he had to be checked in immediately and he had to get it cut out like so you know testicular cancer. You, you can cut one out mm-hmm. and the other one will still be functioning. Yep. So, okay. So, in case people don't understand. Okay. <laughs> um, so, he had to do it like a day right after he found out. Like Straight away. Yeah, straight away. Because it's already at a size where if you don't deal with it immediately, it could get to stage two. Right. So, uh, because of that, um, the doctor like immediately checked us into the hospital and things was just so rushed. I remember texting my really good friend, Jane. Mm. Uh, she serves in Kingdom City as mm-hmm. well. And I don't know, like her voice and her, like the, de- the things that she declared over the both of us just felt so affirming and just felt like something that you needed at that time more than anybody else could say anything else. You know what I mean? Like, I think a lot of people are always awkward around like, oh, you got cancer. All the best with that. You know, Mm. like, they don't know how to be there with you, you know? But somehow, like, my good friends, my closest friends, like, they just know, like, like, they want to re-remind you again that God is still good and you can still trust on Him even in this situation. But of course, the first question in your mind is, but why? Why us? Why does this happen to us? You know, that it's, it's all this like anger and just like, at first the denial and then when you accept and then the anger thing happens, mm. like you lash out at God, you know, you still like, you just feel like, God, you are creator of everything. Why would you do something like this to us, mm. to Jared, you know? And at the same time, you're trying to keep it together mm. um, uh, because you don't want to show that to your other half. You want the other half to only worry about himself, mm. right? So I remember that night, right? I was holding all in, like my anger, my frustration, and my like my fear about what's going to happen next. 
all this I was just holding it in. I'm just trying to like laugh along with the jokes. Let's just try to make things light. Mm-hmm. I remember like lying down next to him right before his surgery. And like at that point in time, like things were quiet down. All the friends left. No one's texting us anymore. And in the quietness of it all, like he just turned to me and he hugged me and he said like, it's okay. You can cry. You can let it out. And I remember like losing it. Like, yeah. That's how much he knows me and that's how much he he knows that I can't, uh, I don't know, be that fake strong, you know? He said, like, just let it out, it's okay. And I cried it out and I remember, like, just praying, like, having that prayer with Jared and just letting it go. Like, just praying about it and letting it go. Like, that one shot, you just had to do it. If you don't, you just continuously hold on to the anxiety and things like that. So we prayed about it, we let it go, so we were able to go to sleep. And early in the morning, he had to be waken up again to shower in that antiseptic thing, and then he straight away went into surgery, right? And when all that was happening, I remember just my friends, they were all just like praying and sending texts of prayers, and that just helps you. It just mm. mentally helps you mm. get through it, you know? Yep. I, I don't know, like... There's, I don't see any other way of having that faith back again if you don't have God in your life. Like, that's when it counts, you know? That's when it counts. Like, yeah. like yeah. you know, to, to have that grounding, you know, in God as well. And if anything, right, it made our relationship with God even stronger. Right. Like, it just makes you really feel like you have really no say in this. You have no sense of control in this whole situation. Like, you are in awe and you are just dead lucky that, you know, um, you are at his mercy. Yeah. Right? So, like, your awareness of him just becomes, like, tenfold in whenever it comes to a time where it's so difficult. Mm. It's just so much more you have to rely on his grace. How, how did yeah. you... How did you... Because you said, right, when something like this happened, the first question you had was, uh, why, you know? And then came the feelings of anger... Even, I would say, a certain amount of resentment 100%. towards God, you know, because there's so many people, so many things that could have, why, Jerry, why this, why, why my husband, right? And, uh, you know, how, how do you overcome something like that, especially this kind of feelings towards God? Because a lot of people, I feel, uh, who may be even listening to this, some of them maybe even have anger and resentment towards God. And for you uh, to also have that kind of feeling and to now tell me that it improved your relationship, yeah. you know, and how you know that God is still so merciful, yeah. how from that point of resentment, wise, in denial to accepting that anger, from that point all the way to now, you can tell me, Brandon, you know, God was faithful and yes, you know, I still chose to trust in him how, where, you know. How did the transition yeah. happen? I mean, it doesn't stop also that resentment, mm-hmm. by the way. Like, yeah. Because like after that, right, even when he jumped through the hoop of like, okay, he had his surgery done. Mm-hmm, he, mm-hmm. He's, um, he's, yeah. he's uh, healing. But then we find out later on, like at the fertility clinic that mm. we actually might not even have the chance to ever have kids. Like, it was a determined at that point that he said, like, look, knowing and looking at the figures right now, um, there's a high chance that you'll never be able to conceive naturally. So you have to look into, like, another plan, like, into, like, adopting, you know, things like that. So mm-hmm. that's like a second whammy. And right. again, you get thrown into this anger of, like, God, why? Yeah. Like, you know. But 
time and time again, I always feel like right after that question, you always see why. Like, there's always some kind of testimony that comes out of it. Yeah. That's the crazy part is, it's like, it's like a masochist or something. Like, <laughs> like, like, like ah, but then you're like, but then the reward or like the ability to, to share and touch yeah. people, right, is that much more. It's crazy. Like, it's true suffering that you're able to speak into something more powerfully. Yes. Right? So, like, that's something that I notice every time, like, we go through a hoop. Like, yeah. we go through a situation. So, like, the first phase of, like, the cancer situation, right? That alone, all right, open up doors to, like, creating that video, talking about cancer openly. Mm. And that spread the awareness, like, 10 times more than mm. anybody else would have normally. Like, a normal person would have just shared, like, yeah, it only stays within that family. Mm. But when Jared shares it, it's, like, a whole new level. Like, oh, people yeah. were like, I know you, I've seen you, like... Oh my goodness, like the reach, right? At that point, I remember like all the comments in the YouTube section, they were all like, you know, I've always suspected something, but I never dared to check it. I was so ashamed to talk about yeah. it because it's testicular, you know, like yep. it's it's your private parts. Like I, nobody wants to talk about it. It's something so shameful. Yep. But you gave it to someone who can like somehow inject joy into it mm -hmm. and like humor into it, yes. into his own situation. Now, I just want to pause you there. If you've never met Jared before, guys, you should totally meet this man. This guy, even in the midst of going through cancer and after coming out of it, he's, until today, he still makes jokes, uh, for lack of a better word, about his balls. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's put it just straight on to everyone who's listening. Till today, Jared was still making jokes about himself about his balls how his one ball shot yeah. and this guy i don't know where he <laughs> finds the courage yeah. and the faith to talk about it so so nonchalantly you know so so freely think and about I, it it's like, amazing it could be emasculating for right. so many people out there this is something that would have like no man wants to talk about exactly. no man would ever want to ever admit to ever right okay? so like for him to be the spokesperson. <laughs> like, it's like, God, you really have another sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, like, you picked the right guy, though, I'm not gonna lie. Like, <laughs> you picked the right guy. Um, and you know what's crazy? In between all that, right? Uh, even though the doctor said, yes, it's cancer, mm. but it's the best kind of cancer. I'm just like, I want to smack you in the face. <laughs> but also, God, is that you? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it is cancer, but it's not the kind that you would uh die from right. you know it's the kind that you the survivability rate is very very high yeah so that again uh, assured me on some level so again like from that really lowest point then there's that mini testimony that just came from there like you know what i mean like so i always felt like god shows up in the things that are bad but then like in ways that you just never expect yeah and if you look into it like the grace there the grace in like not it being the worst thing that's ever happened and the testimony that comes out of that person's life after that mm. difficult situation, I just feel like that just outshines the initial bad stage. Wow. So I felt like that helps you with your processing of yeah. like, oh, why God? Why this? Why that? You need to find, you make, need to make that effort to seek mm. like the positive things that are still happening yeah. around you, you know, despite all that. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's still an effort. You, you're not going to just sit there and then, oh, you know, good things happen to you. But if you have that mindset of like, God, why me, why me? And you keep whining about it. Yeah. Like, you'll never see the good thing, right? If you don't have that kind of gratitude or seek into gratitude, you know, mm -hmm. like, yeah. Wow. I yeah. am, wow. I'm very happy, you know, I'm very happy, Marion, that uh, 
is so willing to share and you're so very, very open, very, very honest with, with me and of course with everyone who's listening right now. Uh, let's fast forward to today, all right? Present day, Jared and Marianne. Yeah. Now, where do you guys stand right now? You know, what what are you, you know? Yeah. Um, currently, we're both, um, we initially, it's already been two years and the fertility clinic has told us both that in two years time, maybe you can start trying again. Yeah. Right. So, um, I'm telling you, our journey with God never is always in a perfect place. Like, wow, God, everything's perfect and great. No, there's always going to be moments of like, but still, mm. like, why do we still have this problem? Like, still, why do we have that? But I always learned that every problem, right, there's always a lesson there. Yeah. And it's meant for you to learn. Yeah. And I felt like rather than focusing on why us, why now, I always felt like, okay, what is the lesson I need in this season? Mm. And so that's our current season now where we don't know whether we want to even start trying for a kid. Mm -hmm. uh, we were at some point, mm. but, you know, again... The results were the same. Yeah. Um, we went to the doctor, we checked, and the results were still the same. Yeah. And the disappointment was fresh again. Like, I know I've said, like, oh, yeah, you know what? Like, things are great with God now. But whenever you hear this again, right, it brings back, like, I realize, like, it's not fully healed because yeah. it's not fully reached to an end of the story yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, you're still, like, that, that feeling of disappointment is fresh again because you've held on to a hope mm. that God will fix everything again. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So... So I'm still trying to learn that lesson. Like I'm still trying to like, God, what is the wisdom here yeah. that I'm still trying to take away? And But it still doesn't deter me from pursuing that relationship with God. Uh, same with Jared as well, especially during this MCO season. Um, jobs are really like no joke right now yeah. for the both of us. Yeah. I mean, for everyone as well. Mm. And I think this is a season again, right? Mm -hmm. Testimonies in the making, mm -hmm. right? So... We are still praying about it. We yeah. are still like keeping our faith strong as much yeah. as we can. If anything, like every week now, we have connects in our church as yep. well online. Yeah. Uh, and then there's also online uh, services as well. And mm. again, it's just like putting yourself in there and getting that bread and like nourishing yourself over yeah. and over again to remind yourself like why you need to stick this through. Mm, you know. Mm, mm. So that's our current season now. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Now, Marion, I've I've I haven't done this before so far in all our recordings. Yeah. But if you don't mind, I want to pray for you, Marianne. Sure. Uh, I want to pray for you. I want to proclaim life into into you and, and Jared, all right? Yeah. And uh, if that's okay with you. And uh, I've never really done this, but I feel like I want to pray for Marianne, right? And, uh, you know, if any, of you, if any of you are listening, you can please agree with me in prayer here. Uh, but Marianne, uh, if you don't mind, can I, can I pray for you? Sure. All right, let's pray, all right? Lord Jesus, we just want to thank you, Lord, for Marianne. Lord, we thank you for this life, Lord Jesus. We thank you for all the experiences that she's been through, Lord, even from the age of eight, Lord, being introduced, Lord, even to the concept of, of heaven and hell, Lord Jesus. And Lord, from eight years old up, up to today, Lord Jesus, you have never left nor forsake her, Lord Jesus. And many a times, Lord, when she's doubting, Lord, that is where you find her, Lord, just as she is, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, I just want to pray, Lord, even right now, Lord, your Holy Spirit will be with her, Lord, and you speak to her right now, Lord. That even right now, Lord Jesus, you affirm your love that that you have for her and uh, Jared, Lord Jesus. I want to proclaim life, Lord, into this couple, Lord Jesus. Even life in the womb, Lord Jesus, that, Lord, uh, the fertility clinic, Lord, may say one thing, Lord Jesus, but you are the God of creation and the yes, God of sir. life, O oh Lord. And, Lord Jesus, this life, Lord, you will bless the both of them, Lord Jesus. You will grant them the desires of their heart, Lord Jesus. Mm -hmm. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for this couple, Lord, that even through all these trials and tribulations, Lord Jesus, even as a couple, Lord, even as individuals, Lord Jesus, they have never lost their faith in you, Lord Jesus, mm -hmm. and they continue, Lord Jesus, 
to soldier on, Lord, to be vessels, Lord, of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so I pray, Lord Jesus, as they honour you, you will honour them, Lord Jesus. I will pray for Jared right now, Lord, that you bless him, Lord. You, you have many open doors for him, Lord Jesus. I pray, Lord, you enlarge his territory, Lord. You enlarge his influence, Lord Jesus. Let him be the head, not the tail, Lord Jesus. And I proclaim life, Lord. Life, Lord Jesus. I proclaim life right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, into Jared and Marion's life, Lord Jesus. I pray, Lord Jesus, that even this time, Lord, like Mary and I just say, Lord, they will give testimony, Lord Jesus, that after this time has passed, Lord Jesus, they will shout for joy, Lord, and they will give you all glory, honor, and praise, Lord. So life, Lord Jesus, into Mary. And thank you, Lord Jesus, for loving her, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for, for her and for her for her life, Lord Jesus, and her journey, Lord. And I'm sure, Lord, she'll bless many, many, many people Lord, along the way, Lord. So keep her, Lord Jesus, you bless her. And proclaim life, Lord, into her body. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. Uh, Marion, before I let you go, could you please say a few words, uh, last minute words? Uh, anything you want to say at all is in your heart. Uh, go for it. Um, to those who are listening right now, or especially couples right now that are going through hardship throughout MCO or maybe through your own fertility issues, um, I just want you to know that God knows what you're going through. God knows that feeling of betrayal that you might feel during this season and um, I, I just hope that you guys continue to press in yeah. to that faith do not let go do not walk away from that don't fear that feeling as well lean into it and try and understand where that's coming from and that will really help you with your situation and your journey with God yeah Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Marion, I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, from all of us here, we just want to say a thank, thank you so, so much for coming to the show, sharing your life story with us. I'm very, very touched. Honestly, I am. And I'm very inspired as well. I'm so encouraged and I'm so blessed that you're willing to come and share. So thank you so much uh, to the rest of you as well. Uh, continue praying for Jared and Marion. We'll continue keeping you in prayer as well. Uh, yeah. If you guys want to listen to more of this content, make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's just my name. It's Brandon Ho. You can stream us on Spotify as well, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. And uh, we'll see you guys again next time on uh, Let's Get Real with me, Brandon Ho. Ladies and gentlemen, Marion Sun. Thank you so much. Thank and uh, goodbye and bye. God bless. Say bye. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>